Hey everyone, this is Anna Brand, and in today's podcast, we're going to talk about how can you be creative in limited spaces and limited budgets. So many times I hear from photographers that they're working out of their home, whether it's the living room, the garage, the basement, and they have limited funds and they're just starting out. They try to seek education, but everything costs money and they have such a tight budget. So then they get stuck. They just aren't even sure where to go or what to do or how to begin. Well, if you go back a little while, like 19, almost 20 years for me and many other photographers before Facebook, before social media, before digital, when we were filmed. And we couldn't even see the pictures that we captured. We didn't have anything. It wasn't very common for newborn studios to be out among the streets. It wasn't really common for many people to have photography studios. I remember when I came to California, there were only two photography studios that were well known within, I'd say, a 40-minute radius of where I was living. And I would drive by just envious of these studios. They were super expensive and super pricey. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm never going to have a studio because I could never afford anything like that. I started out in our 1500 square foot condo in our living room. All I had was a film camera. I didn't have anything else. I had a website because I was a former web designer. But keep in mind, I couldn't see what anyone else was doing unless I knew their website because it was before social media. So back then, we had to work just on our own. The only way to meet other photographers was to go to photography meetings. That's when professional photographers of America, when their affiliates bloomed because you'd go to an affiliate meeting once a month, you'd meet other photographers. I remember there was a group called Chicks Who Click and they had monthly meetings for women only. I would go there. But other than my photography meetings, I was completely 100% on my own. So if you're a photographer that started out in the social media world, imagine, imagine starting out with no social media, no Facebook, no Instagram, not knowing what your neighbor is doing, what your neighbor is charging, and not being able to see an image on your camera. Now go be creative because that's how many of us started. And so it was just our imagination. It was books, going to the bookstore. It was paying attention to imagery and just imagining out of nothing. My first backdrop was a sheet, not even on a backdrop stand. So what I want you to do is if you're that person that goes, where do I begin? I wish you could just close your eyes and imagine, imagine a world where you're on your own. When you're on your own to figure it out, where would you draw your inspiration from? Sometimes I feel like social media <laughs> hinders us because we see all the amazing things that are, other people are doing. And then we want to know how, where, where did they get that beanbag from? Where did they get that bucket from? How did they do that? Where was their lighting? How did they pose the baby? Oh, we just want to know everything, but we can't afford to go to workshops, and so we watch videos, and we, we try to see everything we can, and I think it hinders us from our own imagination. When I decided to become a professional photographer, I didn't know any of the answers to any of this. I had a camera. I loved children. I had been photographing them as a hobbyist for 10 years, mostly my nieces and nephews and friends. I wasn't getting paid. 
I just loved photography. I learned how to do macro photography with flowers. I share this all the time. I spent a year using my 50 millimeter lens, photographing the flowers that my husband would bring me in between the business trips. I would put those flowers by the window. I would bring them inside my apartment. I would move them all throughout the room to just check the different lighting. I would spray them with water to try to photograph the water water petals on the leaves. I did everything. We lived by the beach because we lived in Huntington Beach and we walked to the beach several times a week. When my husband was home, we did it almost every day in the weekend and during the week I would go by myself. The images I entered in photo contests were beach images. I would hand color images. I would read tons and tons and tons of books that I still have. Magazines. I would subscribe to every magazine I could. I would get Vogue magazines, Vanity Fair, even Victoria's Secret inserts, and I would imagine pregnant women and try to decide what to do. I didn't have gowns, so I used materials. I'd go to the fabric store and I would test out materials. I would look for materials that moved materials that hug the body. For babies, I would look for materials that would stretch, that would wrap around the body. Back then, we photographed babies at four, five, six weeks. We didn't photograph them at five days or 10 days. It was, it was not even heard of. So we just had to imagine. I had very little things. I bought everything used on eBay. I didn't use my husband's money to build my business. I used my money and I quit my day job. So really, I only had the savings that I had for my day job. And I remember on the side, I was managing a hand coloring site where I featured artists from around the world who would hand color prints using oils and I had an online store. I would use any funds that I had that did not go back into purchasing inventory and maintaining this store into buying things for my camera. I remember buying used filters on eBay and used lenses and used camera gear. I remember going to the beauty store and buying cotton balls that women use to wrap around their head to dye their hair. And I put it in a basket and that's where I put my first naked baby in there. I would go to the Gap store and I would buy all their diaper covers that would fall off of their dresses. They had them in a bowl on the counter for $5 each. And I remember buying the whole basket and the woman asking me, why are you buying these? I said, I'm a newborn photographer and I need something to cover the diaper. I ended up making my own diaper covers shortly thereafter. There was nothing on the market to buy. At this time, in 1999 and 2000, nobody was selling maternity gowns. Nobody was selling diaper covers. Nobody was selling wraps. I was the first person to design maternity gowns because it was out of necessity because I was tired of wrapping women in sheets. So I say to the struggling photographer as we enter another year, Number one, put your blinders on and stop paying attention to everybody else and don't have envy. Envy is not going to get you anywhere, nor is jealousy, nor is trying to covet what somebody else has or jealousy. You need to build your own journey and your own path. And let me tell you, it's much better on your own. Imagine if you had a child, a child with limited funds, who had pennies in his piggy bank and any money that you gave him, and he wanted to build a treehouse. What would you say? 
You would say, go out to the yard and find some sticks. You'd maybe take them to the hardware store and get just enough supplies that that child needed to work on that house. You wouldn't go out and buy him an expensive house to put in a tree house. You would help him build it. You would encourage him. And every time he failed and every time he hit the hammer on his hand, you would encourage him and you would lift him up and you would tell him it could be done. You would tell him to be resourceful, to use his imagination. I need you to do that. You're a photographer or you want to be a photographer, but you are, you are now saying you're a photographer doesn't mean you have to have a certain amount of money in the bank. It means that you are somebody that is going to go and write with light and you need the tools to do it. That's what it means. So now photographer, creative person, I tell you, go out, find the tools and resources you need. Are you broke? Great. Go use your imagination. Go find materials on the clearance rack. Go to the maternity section in stores and the clearance rack and buy maternity lingerie or maternity clothing that's marked down that nobody wants and use it for maternity sessions. Make your own material, even if you can't sew. I can't sew. You can clip it, you can pin it, or you can find someone that can sew. Go find stretchy material and use wraps. Go find scraps. Go in your own closet. Take those stretchy shirts you're not wearing anymore and cut them up and use them as wraps. Take those Christmas sweaters that you've shrunk up and rip them apart and use them as, as nice woolly wraps around newborns. And then start saving images that you think are amazing and learn lighting and just take your camera and experiment. There are so many different things you can do on a budget. So many different things. So many different things that I'm inspired for 2020 to help give you an idea and ideas and things that you can do on a budget. Can you feel the excitement of my voice? I'm seriously motivated all over again because I'm remembering, I'm remembering being on my own. My husband traveled all week long and I was by myself, a New Yorker living in California, feeling completely out of place. This Puerto Rican girl raised in New York, feeling 100% out of place in this Orange County Oh, amazing, beautiful society of blonde, gorgeous, mixed women, just women of all shapes and sizes. And it seemed like money was everywhere. And here I am, this new bride with a husband who's traveling and I leave my day job, no friends, no family. I'm on my own in a 1500 square foot condo in Huntington Beach. I built my business one client at a time. I spent countless hours at Joann's and Michael's and craft stores. There wasn't a Hobby Lobby at the time and there wasn't Amazon Prime. I had eBay, eBay, Joann's, Michael's, and a whole lot of imagination. I would spend hours at the bookstore just sitting there because I used to drink coffee at the time. I no longer drink coffee. Just sitting there pouring through magazines, wishing I could create some of these images. And you know what I did with every single single client that graced my camera, I tried something new. And can I tell you that 19 years later, I still do that. I still try to create at least one new thing in a session because you can get into a rut and you can become oversaturated in your brain and the ideas you need to create. This is why I don't pre-consult with my clients anymore. It's why I don't set anything up. I want a clean palette. When my client walks into a studio, I want them to show me images they like. I want them to tell me ideas that they have. And almost every single client that comes to me says, these are my ideas. These are the images I like. And you know what they say after that? Almost 99% of the time, 
They say, but Anna, please go ahead and feel free to be creative and use your own imagination. And if you're a client listening to this, you've probably said it to me. And sometimes I feel the pressure like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I have anything new today. So I put in the back of my head and I just say, okay, Anna, get to work, do the things that you know that they like, and then get inspired along the way. And sometimes inspiration will hit in the middle of the session. Sometimes it's not until that last image and I can feel it in my bones. My staff feels it. My clients feel it. Sometimes I have super hard sessions. Sometimes babies cry and fuss and I feel exhausted and I feel like, oh, I can't do this. That's going to happen. It doesn't matter how long you've been in business. I get difficult babies all the time that are colicky or fussy. I can't get them to sleep and I just don't know what to do. And I feel defeated and I feel like I want to quit. And I just try to tell myself, I can do this. I can do this. Not every session is going to be perfect, whether it's baby, children, family, wedding, whatever it is. I'm not perfect. Babies aren't perfect. People aren't perfect, but we're creatives and we need our imagination. So to the photographer listening to this, I don't care where you're working, your yard, your garage, your bedroom, your kitchen. I taught an entire workshop in Miami and we did everything in the kitchen, everything in the kitchen last year, babies, maternity. We did it against a white wall. We did backlighting. We didn't leave the kitchen. If you're a photographer and you that workshop, remember, we never left the kitchen. So don't tell me that you have to have a studio. Don't tell me you need lots of money. You don't need any of that. In fact, I find some of the most creative people, the ones that don't have a lot of money. And if you look at some of my images, you may think they're all done in my studio, but they're not. I work all over the world. This year, I've been to 20 countries. I've been to homes in Brooklyn, New York City, where there was no room to go, but in a tiny space in the kitchen. I've worked outside. I've worked in doorways. I was in a Beverly Hills mansion and our whole home was so dark that the only place I could work was in the doorway. I opened the door, put a diffuser in the door, a reflector on the inside, and the entire session, except for the family part, was done a foot by the door. For the family part, we went back outside by the grill because there was a cover, and that's it. And you can ask my client, this is a true story. So you don't need expensive tools. You don't need an expensive camera. You need your imagination. You need the motivation and the drive to say, I am a photographer. I can be the best photographer I can be. Watch, there's tons of free videos on YouTube. Watch them all. Go to the bookstore, sit there, grab a cup of coffee, grab a soda, get inspired by magazines. You know, there's still photography magazines out there. There's still beautiful books with gorgeous imagery. Create a scrapbook of all your favorite poses. Remember those scrapbooks, physical things that you could touch? Do you know I still have them? Do you know I still save images from magazines that I just love? That I just say, oh gosh, I would love to do this and inspire yourself get a journal. I have three right now. Get a little notebook. My favorite are these little stone notebooks from Amazon because I love stone paper and write down all the things that you want to do. I do this almost every single day. I write down things that I want to do. And do I cross them off every single day? Yes. And then I have 50 more things that I want to do. The idea about being a creative and about being a photographer is to spend your work creating, spend your life creating. It's not about creating the perfect image. It's not about having a studio. It's not about having the beanbag. What is photography? It's writing with light. It's capturing an image with this tool, this tool that started out with a box with a pinhole in it. If you go back to the history of photography, you can do anything that your mind sets to do it. But the problem is you're blocking yourself. 
because of fear and because of the unknown, you're telling yourself you can't do this. You're telling yourself all kinds of things that aren't true. Because somewhere along the line, you said you wanted to do this. Somewhere along the line, you said you wanted to take pictures. You said you wanted to be a photographer. Did, did you say that? Because if you did, that means you go do it. It doesn't mean you spend the rest of your life giving yourself excuses of why it's not working or why you're not making money. When I started, I didn't have plans to travel the world. I didn't have plans to be on YouTube. I wanted to take photos. And that's it. And I quit my day job because I felt like it was blocking me. And I needed a break. I'd been working corporate 10 straight years. Put myself through school. Paid for my apartments, my cars. Paid everything myself. And I wanted a break. And I took a break. And I started creating. One image at a time. One client at a time. Everything that has happened in my journey so far is a gift from God. I do my work. I do the best that I can do. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. But I'm a creative and I'm trying to do the work that I feel that I'm called to do. There are so many times ideas come into my brain and I say I can't do them or I shove them off. My first international trip, I cried the whole way to the airport. And I prayed and I called my sister who was meeting me and I said I can't do this by myself. And she met me in Sao Paulo, Brazil in an airport because I didn't think I could do it by myself. And now I travel all over the world, sometimes by myself, sometimes with my family. And every single time I think, gosh, can I do this? Every workshop, every baby, every session, can I do this? Every day when you put your feet on the floor, what do you want to do today? What do you want to do today? Are you a photographer? Are you creative? Is it just about the money or the fame or going viral? Because if it's about that, never mind. Because that doesn't get you anything. It needs to be about the work. You need to do the work. Stop making excuses and start getting inspired. Take a pen to a piece of paper and write things down. Write notes. Record yourself. Write your dreams because it's not going to happen unless you write it down and you envision it. Stop paying attention to everyone else. Stop listening to the doubters. Look yourself in the mirror and talk to that 5-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old person and tell them what you want to do and go do it. My name is Anna Brandt. It is the holiday season in 2019. I wish everybody a very safe season. I wish that the new year we would just do the work. I wish for the new year we would be kind and understand that we're all just trying to do the best that we can and not judge each other and just do the work.